0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is overtime open line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: A steal by Nugent Hopkins, races in, left wing, drag move to Bronziak. backhander, score! Short-handed goal for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's 3-0! Well, that sent the Edmonton Oilers on their way tonight. That coming with 10.8 seconds left in the first period. Brodziak shorthanded, made it 3-0 at the time. And the Edmonton Oilers go on to blank the Anaheim Ducks for zip. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 9.03. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction on 6.30. Chet. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime. Open line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The goal scorers tonight, McDavid, puglia Brodziak, and Dreisaitl. But it started tonight with the goaltender Cam Talbot, 39 stops, his first shutout of the season, 20th of his career, his first since the very first game of the 17-18 season when he shut out the Calgary Flames, 3-0. And Anaheim had three good scoring chances in the first five minutes, and the Oilers did not start this game well. Talbot turned them away.
2: Well, the one thing that the Oilers haven't gotten a lot of in this Streak that they've had, this losing streak they've had, is they haven't got good goaltending and big saves. And, and tonight, the Anaheim Ducks knew the importance of this hockey game. They could push the other six behind them in the wild card race. And they came out good. They, they were flying. A number of big, big scoring chances early in the game. And Talbot looked locked in. He looked confident. Uh, there was no rebounds. He came out, he looks, looks tall and net. Everything just seemed to be swallowed into his equipment and no second chances and it allowed the Oilers to find their feet and it's really deflating as a player when you've got chance after chance after chance and you can't find the back of the net and the other team comes down and in one shot puts the puck in the net and that's what happened. The Oilers could get nothing going and all of a sudden Connor McDavid from behind the goal line whacks the puck and it goes in and you're sitting on the Anaheim bench a team that has lost seven straight thinking okay we just threw everything we had at their goaltender and nothing, and we're down one nothing, hugely deflating, and that was because Cam Talbot was excellent all night long.
1: Yeah, the Ducks struggling here 0-6-2 in their last eight. They're 19-17-7 on the season. The Oilers obviously don't have a great record lately either, just two wins in their last nine, but they have won two of three on this four-game road trip, 20 19, and 3 on the season for 43 points. They're two back of Anaheim for the second and final wild card spot in the West. 45 points for the Ducks, 44 for Vancouver, and 43 each for Minnesota and Edmonton. So despite a lot of the disappointments recently for the Edmonton Oilers, they continue to hang around, so hopefully they can, they can stay there. And, man, so many... I mean, the last 24 hours were doom and gloom, and I would say rightfully so, because the Oilers... I, I mean, I always give the opposition credit, and, and fair enough for the LA Kings, but the Oilers also... Were meek last night against Los Angeles. Uh, I, I mean, didn't initiate anything, didn't retaliate to anything. So you are looking at the type of attitude they would have in tonight's game.
2: Well, I know that Bob said you could see a lot about the type of players in the dressing room tonight. I, uh, the the thing I have a problem. I mean, if they didn't, if they came out anything but this. I think you would have saw more. I think this is the natural response that you would have from a game last night in L.A. They, they they were beat up in every facet of the game, and in a very important game, they didn't show up. So this is exactly what you would have expected to happen, and it did. Uh, they came out, the lines were mixed up, uh, players were put in different positions, and players responded. Uh, the Oilers were physical enough, there was enough response when things went sideways. Uh, they got a goaltending effort that they badly needed, and they got some... Uh, goal scores that weren't named McDavid, Dreisaitl, or Nugent Hopkins. So it was the the type of effort they needed. It wasn't perfect. There were warts on this game, but it's something to build off of as you go forward.
1: Caleb Jones and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, each with two assists tonight, mentioned the goal scorers, McDavid, puglia Brodziak shorthanded, and then... Dry cycle as the Oilers uh, took control with three goals in the first period. Lots of shots for Anaheim in the second period, 17 in all. But not a lot of second chances, though.
2: No, there weren't. And I know that Jack talked about it after 40 minutes, and I, I believe he's correct. The Ducks had more shots in the second period, but they had better chances in the first. Uh, the second period, the Oilers, everything was to the outside. The Oilers did a good job clearing the front of the net, not allowing... You know, two, three guys in front of that to whack away at a puck. And Cam Talbot had an easy second period. 17 shots is a lot, but there was nothing that was a high stress level type of shot. Uh, the Oilers' last 40 minutes was good. Uh, their, their last 40 minutes when they got outshot was actually better than their first period when they scored the three goals. So defensively, there's things that they continue to work on, continue to talk about uh, to get better because the San Jose Sharks are a much, much better team than the Oilers have faced in the first three games of this road trip.
1: You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text six thirty six thirty as the Oilers take down the Ducks for nothing. If the Oilers could have got a fifth one tonight, we would have turned on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Then you could print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. And we should also mention the Oilers penalty killing six straight games without allowing a goal 3-for-3 three three on the PK tonight.
2: And huge. Uh, if there was any chance of Anaheim coming back in this game, it was going to have to be on the back of their power play. 5-on-5, five five. they they don't score a lot of goals. And not only did Edmonton stop the, 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 or kill the penalties off, I don't remember at any point did Anaheim look dangerous in those power plays. And then you throw in the fact that there was a shorthanded goal, which if you want to go through... You know, the the turning point in the game, or the or the dagger in the game, that shorthanded goal at the end of the first period to make it 3 nothing with 10 seconds left, that was the end of the Anaheim Ducks night. So penalty killing was excellent, and the Brodziak shorthanded goal was what sealed the deal for this hockey
1: well, game. Well, Nugent Hopkins broke up the breakup, mm-hmm. knocked the entry pass down out of the air, and he recognized... Okay, it, it, it was a two-on-two two originally, but I'm sure if he didn't know exactly how much time was left, he knew, okay, I can afford to take it in here because even if we don't score, I'm going to kill the period. So he makes the aggressive play and Brodziak cleans it up.
2: And, and in all honesty, he played the percentages. He's, it's better with him taking the shot on the, power, on, the, on the opportunity instead of moving it across to Brodziak. Let Brodziak clean up the garbage if there's anything left, and he did. Uh, it, was an, it, was, it was one of those plays, too, that two veteran players, Brodziak and Getzlaff, fighting for, for the puck is Getzlaff was the back checker on Brodziak. Getzlaff skates past the front of the net. He doesn't stop in front where he's supposed to defensively. Brodziak does stop in front of the net. Pucks lays there. He's got a wide open net to put the puck in the net. So Brodziak, smart play on that goal.
1: All right, the Oilers win it 4 nothing. He was furious about 22 hours ago. I'm sure he's in a better mood tonight. Here's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock.
3: Tonight, especially coming off the loss against LA yesterday.
4: Well, the effort, I mean, it was a hard game. I mean back-to-back, short rest. Anaheim's sitting here, and they've had a tough go of it, but I thought two things. a uh, play of Cam Talbot was outstanding, and then we just saw the impact of Chris Russell, and makes you really want to get Clefbaum clef- in, too, because uh, obviously the plays that Russ made uh, back there helped with our composure and kind of made you understand why we were on our run, because of you've got two players who can make plays of that and composure, you're going to get yourself out of all kinds of trouble rather than in trouble. So I thought those two, the play of Telb's was outstanding, especially early in the first period. And then Chris's composure helped with the composure for the rest of the group.
3: How about the uh, the more balanced scoring? Uh, eight different players chipping in with points. Uh, Nugent Hopkins and Caleb Jones getting two apiece. Maybe just talk about the balanced scoring a little bit and the yeah. guys, guys
4: chipping in. I don't know if it's the balanced scoring. What we did was was we went into the red zone and we went into the blue paint way more and we just put pucks in there and and scored three goals because of the loose garbage that we were able to pick up. We could have even had two or three in the third that way. But overall, it's a huge win. It now turns a, a real a real good trip in. If you're 500 or better on the road at this time of year, you're doing great. We're now in a good trip situation, and we can turn it into a great trip in a, in a couple of days. Was it a quick decision to start Talbot, or did you have to think about it? Or? No, I, I, we, were, we had planned to go this way. Just he got a head start on it with, with what happened yesterday. But he's been trending this way, and it's, uh, like I said, it's 1-1-A, and, and we're going to need 1-1-A. and 1A. Both guys, for me, if we expect to get in the playoffs, both guys are going to have to be a big part of the story here.
1: All right. That's Ken Hitchcock, Cam Talbot, the 39-save shutout for nothing. Edmonton wins in Anaheim. Their road record now for the season up to 10-10 and two. The road trip ends on Tuesday night in San Jose. All right. We have Bob on the line. Bob, thanks a lot for calling.
5: Hello. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, one is, uh, I think, a low point uh, as we approach San Jose before we come north again. Uh, uh, your thoughts on, I got trivia after this, but uh, uh, your opinion on, uh, could that be really the sinking low point of uh, how they just toyed with us? Any thoughts?
1: La- last night's game or the San Jose game? on? December San
2: Jose, nights? particularly. Well, the low point of the season was last night for me. San Jose is a good hockey club. They've, they've toyed with a lot of teams. <laughs> last night was the low point of the season.
1: All right, you have a trivia question for us, Bob? I hope we can win okay. something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which <laughs> team? Okay. You got the biggest
5: and the tallest. It's going back. Okay. You're five foot five, one fifty five. You're six foot five, two fifty five. Which team and uh hint uh who's five foot five used to play for the Bruins. and who is it?
2: Stan, I have no idea. Five foot five, played for the Bruins.
5: Bobby Schmartz and Bob Daly, defenseman oh. in Vancouver. Okay. No more on. All
1: right. Uh, thank you, you, guys. Thanks, Bob. You stumped us. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Edmonton wins four nothing over the Anaheim Ducks. Three goals in the first period tonight, making a big difference. All right. We have Phil on the line as well. Hey, Phil. Thanks for calling.
6: Great, Rob. How's it going? Pretty good. Okay, uh, two things I want to comment. As you, as you guys know, uh, I'm not a big Talbot fan, but he had a huge game tonight, okay? Um, I would still go with Koskinen uh, in the next game against the Sharks because of the history that he has had with the Sharks. Um, as as uh, Hitchcock said, we have our 1A and our 1A, one, our one and our 1A, and we've got to work with both of them. So I expect to see uh, Koskinen in the next game. Um, the other thing, we've been looking for depth scoring, right, or we mm-hmm. got it tonight. And you know why I think we got it tonight is because Hitchcock has uh, broken up, like for this game and a couple of previous games, he's broken up that uh, dry saddle um, McDavid line, and he's created uh, a number one line, a number two, and a number two A line, and then a number three line. And I think what, what this does for the, the guys that are not have not been scoring, it brings up their confidence level when they're playing with the, the superstars, right? and you get an assist, your confidence level goes up, you know, you're, you're, you're on the lines with the big guys, your confidence level goes up, your opportunities increase, your chance of scoring increases. And that's, that's what I've, I've talked to you guys about two years ago when, uh, when we had the uh, McDavid line scoring, the Dreisaitl line scoring, the Lutiche line scoring and then all of a sudden we broke them up and made one super line. Well,
2: so, the, the the difference, the, the Oilers had more depth back then than they have now on the wings. Okay. The
6: Oilers one don't more, have the same one depth. One more thing, just one more comment along these lines, okay? I'm pretty sure if you ask Connor McDavid, if he would, given, a, given a, a choice to give up the Hart Trophy of the leading scorer and make the playoffs with the team, what do you
1: think he'd choose? Well, obviously he'd, he'd want the team success, yes.
6: And that backs up what I just said,
1: I believe. Okay. Uh, I I disagree with you. I, I
2: the, the Oilers do not have enough depth on the wings to of three lines. They did it tonight. But to have sustained uh, success in this league, they're not going to do that. And McDavid's goal that he scored tonight, Leon Dreisaitl Drys- was on the ice with him. As for Talbot and Koskinen... Talbot uh, uh, Talbot plays. He has to play next game. Because if you're going to go with a 1A and a 1B goaltender, you go with who is hot. Right now, Cam Talbot's coming off a 39-game shutout, and Koskinen's coming off a game that he got pulled. You've got to go with Talbot the next game.
1: 20th career shutout for Cam Talbot. Back to Honda Center. Here he is. Talk about a little
7: bit of your performance. Looks like you were just completely dialed in since minute one. Uh, yeah, I had to come up with a few big saves really and that obviously gets the confidence going so uh, I was just trying to build off that we know that they come out strong and there's in their, in their uh, building and try to get on here early and so you know we we're just trying to weather the storm until uh, we could get going there and Connor got us a big goal and and uh, you know we never really looked back from there we just kept piling them on in the first maybe talk about the team collective
3: uh, how big was that victory especially after the loss in LA last night
7: that was huge. I think uh, this kind of performance was a long time coming for us. Uh, we haven't played our best hockey as of late, so hopefully this is something that we can build off moving forward and uh, put ourselves right back in the thick of things.
3: How about the contributions uh, throughout the lineup? It like there are a number of players that got on the score sheet.
7: How important is that for the future success of this hockey club? Secondary scoring is always huge. Um, you know, we can't have the same three or four guys that are from the puck the then every night you need it up and down your lineup. Um, you know, and you also need it on special teams. Our, power, our penalty kill was unbelievable tonight. Uh, even got us a, a big goal at the end of the first there. So um, anytime you can get scoring from up and down your lineup and your special teams are good, then you're going to win some games. Uh, 13 for 13 on the PK
3: in the last six games what's is there some sort of adjustment that has been made within the club
7: that uh, or is it just maybe attention to detail uh, a little bit of attention to detail just playing on our toes a little bit more pressuring and uh, just not giving the other team as much time and space so um, anytime you, and anytime you get the puck down the ice make them go back forward and break out again um, you know stick to our systems on the break in, air breakout and you know put the puck right back down the ice and make them go chase it again so we've we'll be doing a heck of a job at that. And I uh, can't say enough about the guys in front of me. And the goaltender's
3: got to be the best penalty candidate, right?
7: <laughs> got to make some saves when you need to. Yeah.
3: Excellent.
1: Thanks, Cam. Thanks. All right, Cam Talbot, 39 stops tonight. Gets the shutout. Oilers win 4 nothing in Anaheim. Uh, uh, several texts to 6 6-30. Rob, I'm not going to read each individual one. I'll just kind of summarize the thoughts. A lot of people complaining or asking you what you thought of the uh, Lindholm uh, check on McDavid late in the second period. Should have been a penalty.
2: And it, it, it's kind of funny that it wasn't because it was right in the front of the referee. Because when they showed the one view, the referee's staring right at it. Connor initiated contact, and he does that a lot. You'll see him use his body to kind of push off, to give him an extra little bit of room before he gets, the, gets to the puck that he wants to steal. Uh, and Lindholm cr- crushed him. It was a penalty because, uh, actually, there was a penalty called later in the game against Reeder. Raider was the one that got hit from the the cross-check. At the end of the game, that was was not as bad as the earlier one that Lindholm did. So, yeah, it should have been a penalty. It was an easy call for the referee. Uh, He blatantly missed it, which is shocking because he was staring right at it. What about Joseph Gambardella charging in? And, And good on him. And you know what? When you're a guy that's playing six minutes a night and your time in the National Hockey League is completely related to how long the guys are injured for... You get a name for yourself any way you can. So you see the star player of your team getting hit uh what you think is inappropriately, you charge over there as fast as you can. Good on the kid.
1: Four nothing. The oilers win it tonight, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Doug on line three. Hey Doug. Uh, how you doing? Pretty good.
8: Yeah. I've known I've known your coach for sixty years. I only got a couple things to say. I didn't hello, Ken. But uh Tell Luchik. he's got to start playing more like Kurt Brackenberry, the Energizer buddy. <laughs> just, just I'm serious. Just go out and have fun. I'm sure Hitchcock will tell him that. And then they got to get a mocker, you know, just one winger, a mocker that can get the puck in the puck in the other end, and keep it there, you know, like an old J.P. Parisi or Ovechkin, like a good board guy, slow the pace down so they can get line changes. They got some good players. So, goaltending. Hitchcock used to be a goalie. He knows his goalies. They're both pretty good. So,
1: well, Lucic should, make, had a, the, had a should better... make the
8: playoffs. Should make the playoffs. I don't see any issue. I don't see any issue by the end of the year. They'll be in the playoffs. But...
1: Well, I hope you're right, Doug. Uh, we're going to finish oh, the play yeah. with you. I
8: know. I know I'm right. Yes, Ken. Does he think he can get him into the playoffs? He's going to say, damn right.
1: All right, oh. Doug, we're going to finish the play with you. We're looking to put you into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline, pumping, fun. This is worth $1,000, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. And now off the draw, a huge shot, Henrique, by Darnell Nurse. Henrique was originally engaged with Leon Settle, and Nurse came over and absolutely pancaked Adam Henrique. All right, Doug, Adam Henrique yeah. involved there with Darnell Nurse. Who did Henrique play for before he joined the Anaheim Ducks? Was it the Vancouver Canucks or the New Jersey Devils?
8: Uh, It was my number one man with New
1: Jersey. All right, there you go, Doug. Hang on the line. Patrick will take down your information as the Oilers beat Anaheim 4-0 tonight. Two assists for uh, Caleb Jones today. Uh, Hitch has spoken glowingly of him. He plays 19 minutes and 8 seconds. Hey, there are moments where I think, okay, yeah, he's he's only played 10 H, 10 NHL games, but seems like Hitch trusts him.
2: Uh, he does, uh, which is huge as Hitch doesn't trust a lot of young players. He, he likes the veterans better usually. Uh, Caleb's shown uh, that he's he's capable of uh, of reading the play well. He, he, he's a good skater. Uh, tonight, there's a couple times early in the game where he had some uh-oh moments trying to move the puck out of his zone. But what you like about that, when he has a mistake as a young player, it doesn't affect his game as the game moves on. So uh, he he's moved up the depth chart to the point where, as I know that Jack and Bob talked about it, at the end of the game, when players start coming back, Uh, he's not a guy that you're thinking is going to come out of the lineup, which means there's going to have to be some moves made because the others are going to have too many defensemen. He has to continue doing this. It's still a short uh, sample size for him, but the sample size that he has had thus far has allowed him to play more games and get more ice time. And tonight, uh, Hitch obviously likes what he's doing because he's usually number four in ice time out of the six defensemen.
1: Well, Gravel came back in yesterday and with Benning out. Benning sat out again today, and Russell comes back today, and Brandon Manning sits out. And I I look at the way Gravel plays, and I I look at Brandon Manning, and it really makes me wonder what's going to happen with Manning, and he's under contract for another year.
2: Well, that's the thing, and that's why when we talked about the trade, I didn't understand the trade. And it's even more boggling when you, you see them all play. I would think... If you're looking at the Oilers' depth chart right now, the Oilers had six defensemen dressed tonight. Benning and Manning sat out. That makes eight. And Clefbaum and Sackler coming back, that makes ten. Manning, to me, is the number ten defenseman. So he's a number ten defenseman with a guy from the minors and two guys that are unrestricted free agents at the end of the season, or one for sure, And so, I don't know what they're going to do with him when he comes back because he's got another year at two point some million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, I don't understand the trade at all, especially when you move out uh, a serviceable third line winger that uh, the Oilers, again, are desperate for wingers, obviously, when you got the kid up from the minors right now trying to fill a role. Yeah, Gambardella.
1: Yeah, a bit of a weird trade. Look, Manning is, is is physical. He can play mm-hmm. mean. Uh, and sure, with Gravel, some of the games that have gotten a little nastier, m- maybe he got pushed around a little bit. But I think he moves better, and, and he's more reliable at clearing the puck. Well, he,
2: smarter. Smarter player, I, I think. And here here's where Manning right now, and this is just from an outsider watching, here's where he fits in with Hitch's system in Hitch's thought process, if you're going to play a, a big physical or a more physical defenseman, it would have been in a game against Anaheim after night you got pushed around by L.A. And the fact that he wasn't in the lineup shows that he has fallen down in Hitch's, Hitch's uh, depth chart because this is a game you would expect that the others would be as physical as they're ever going to be after last night's game and he's not in the in in, in the lineup. So I, I think... If, the Oilers stay healthier as they are. I don't see him going back in the lineup anytime soon.
1: 4 nothing. Edmonton wins over Anaheim Camp Talbot. 39 saves for the shutout. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 We have Mike standing by. Good evening, Mike. Hey, Robin Reed. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, just a couple things. That I What a difference uh,
6: in uh, 22 hours, I, I think, makes. But uh, my son said to me uh, after and dry sidle their um kind of got into that and nurse uh took a penalty to come to dry eight. that the two guys uh, sitting in the penalty box should be wearing a's and uh the other thing that just kind of goes through my mind i guess is is this a maturity thing like do these guys need to be barked at in order to perform um i'll let you answer
2: well they they shouldn't have to now anybody that's ever played sports knows there's sometimes each and every player needs a little bit of motivation and different coaches motivate differently and hitches a barker. Um, the, the, the thing, and this is why everyone was so upset about last night's game and so frustrated, was that was a game that you didn't need anyone to get you up for. Everyone knew the importance of that game. You're playing against a bad team on the road. You're, you're battling for a playoff spot. It's a game you should win against you know, the worst team in the NHL and the Oilers came out flat. That's why everyone was frustrated. Shouldn't have had to bark at the team before that game. Uh, Tonight was a much better example of what the others are capable of doing. Having said that, there's still things they need to correct. And it wasn't a very good team that they beat tonight. Anaheim has lost, well, eight in a row now. So it's not a great team, but they came out and they competed. And I think that's the one thing this team needs to, to learn, is their compete level has to be high every night. Yeah. I mean, the energy isn't always there. And you're going to have off nights. Everyone does. But have an off night because you're physically not 100%. Don't have an off night because you just physically don't care. And that's what it looked like last night. As for Dreisaitl, last night he wasn't as good. But he's been pretty consistent this year. He is a leader on this team, might not wear an A, but he is a leader. They looked to him, the players look up to him for for what he can do to lead offensively. Uh, And Nurse, and I know that Bob talks about him all the time, Nurse, Dreisaitl. And McDavid, to Bob, are the guys that are going to take this franchise forward. He has that much faith in Darnell Nurse. Now, Darnell may never be a top-pairing defenseman, but he is going to be a very important player with this franchise for a long time because of the stuff that you saw him do tonight.
1: Oilers win four nothing over the Anaheim Ducks, so they go to twenty nineteen and three on the season. Their next game is against the San Jose Sharks. That'll be on Tuesday night. We'll tee up that one. If you're on hold, stay there. We got a couple: of Gary, Scott, and Brad standing by. Oilers hockey presented by Oz.
9: With threats to our
0: nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. An auction along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We're back after the news with more Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Boilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian
0: Brew House overtime open line on Oilers
1: Radio
9: 630 chat. In front, Kessler shot off the post, rebound, and Talbot a great save. It's his night, man. It on
1: Brian it. Gibbons, who just can't buy a goal off the post, and then Gibbons with a tap in, and Talbot got the leather back in time. That's Talbot's save of the game with three minutes left in the third. Courtesy Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Jiffy Loop Service. Talbot 39 saves in all to get the shutout. The Oilers win four nothing. In Anaheim. So two and one with a game to go on their four game road trip. They're going to be in San Jose on Tuesday night. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You'll hear from Zach Cassian as we take you through the show tonight. You can reach us at 780 496 0063. You can also text six thirty six All right. We have Gary on the line. Gary, thanks for calling.
10: Hey, uh, Happy New Year's, gentlemen. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. First time calling this year.
1: Okay. Uh,
10: yeah. You know what? Uh, when the game started and, um, the Ducks came out and, uh, got those five shots on, uh, Talbot there. Talbot was very sharp, but he was focused inside. So he actually, he kept us in the game here, to be honest with you. And I was just yelling at the TV there in my living room here. I said, not again, guys. Don't be like, playing like you did yesterday. So, was think going forward with 40 games left in the season, they got to come out with a little more passion and desire, man. I mean, uh, and came out and took it to them. Thank God that Talbot made those big saves because of a different story. They got a goal or two. You know. Having said that, Talbot obviously should get the next start. San Jose coming off uh, be a back-to-back against LA. Hopefully there'll be a grinding game. Hopefully they're tired and hopefully we can take advantage of that. Um, moving forward again, secondary scoring in the blue paint. We got it today. Hope we see more of that. And I think success for this team, uh, they've got to get secondary scoring, not rely on McDavid, uh, settle and... Um, Eugene Hopkins and uh, chase, him, chase him once in a while. Um, one last thing I need to ask you is um, before or after the, play, uh, the uh, uh, All-Star break here, will we possibly get on back?
2: Yes, he'll be back. I, I would I would think he'd be back right as soon as the All-Star break is over. Bob Stauffer thinks he there's a possibility he could come back right before that. But I would say for sure, after for sure. as soon as the All-Star game is over, he'll be playing.
1: Yeah. And Gary mentioned it, the, the three games on this road trip, the Oilers have actually not started any of the three
2: games nope. well. Actually, it's been a problem a lot of the year. The yep. Oilers haven't started well. Um, the San Jose, There's teams that you can get away with with slow starts. Arizona, because they're not going to bury you. The Anaheim Ducks, they're not going to bury you because they don't score goals. San Jose Sharks, that is a team that can score and can score off, and so you can knock it off to a slow start against them.
1: Yeah, well, and that's what's going to be interesting to see on, on Tuesday. And look, they they are missing Clef Bomb. They shouldn't have done this bad mm-hmm. without Clef Bomb because they've only won a couple of games without him. But the Oilers, even, even tonight at times, it wasn't nearly as bad as yesterday against L.A., but the puck is to the top of the circle, turned over, to almost to the blue line, and then turned over. Sometimes it's defensemen, sometimes it's forwards. You're you're missing Clefbaum's ability to break the puck out in those situations. Oh,
2: you are, and and Hitch talked about it with Russell being back, how he can get you out of trouble very quickly, and not just because of his skill set, but because of his experience and his patience a lot of times defensemen get the puck if you if you go in just in a skills contest with all the others defensemen there's there's got the Mannings and the Gravels and, and and players like and Bennings highly skilled as well they can they can do all the things it's when you're under pressure it's when you have to think quicker it's okay I, this position I've never been in this Before, what do I do now? But an experienced guy, he'll be able to make the right play. And they have a little more patience in the game. That's what Bob said he likes about Jones's game. It seems like he's got that extra second in his head where everything slows down and he can make a play. So, uh, Russell and eventually Clefbaum and hopefully possibly Sakura, when they're back in the lineup, it it becomes much easier getting out of your zone because they have the experience and patience to do the right thing more often than not.
1: Sakura is a If for me, though, because it just seems taking so long, and then if he's not the Sakura that we have seen when he's most effective, would he really stay and and move the puck?
2: And he won't be. I mean, there's no way. It's going to be two full years, more or less, of no hockey for him. And he's not going to be what we had two years ago, but is he going to be better than a Gravel, uh, a Benning, a Jones, uh, a player like that, even at his whatever percentage he comes back? And that's what the others are going to hope for, that whatever they get out of Sacra. it's better than something they already have.
1: By week for the New England Patriots, that means Scott in Boston is calling a hockey show in Edmonton. Hey, Scott, how's it going?
0: What's up? Man? Yeah, don't get me talking football, man. I can get <laughs> off topic very quickly. Yeah, they do have a... I want, here I go. I'm about to talk football. Put that aside. By the way, you know what? I'll give you a quick take on football. One sentence. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm my words.
2: Hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Pats fan. I am a Pats Watch. fan.
0: This team... Do, Jeez, am I really going to talk football on Edmonton Oilers Radio? Do you want to hear one interesting fact? I, I called sports radio in Boston. Do you want to hear an interesting fact for it, real? It, it better be
2: uh, interesting. Don't
0: <laughs> fool I, us. I, I just don't dump this call, because I have a trivia question for you and a take on tonight's Edmonton game. Give me two minutes, please.
9: Yeah. Here's a wicked,
0: wicked interesting fact about this Patriots team. They went 11-5 and this year. All five losses were against teams that aren't making the playoffs. I said, think about that. They lost five games this year. None of the teams they lost to even made the playoffs. What does that tell you? That tells you they're either way better than their record or way worse. I think they're about to turn it on and win the Super Bowl. Well, they, Let's should, get on they should
1: have won 12 because they shouldn't have lost to Miami, right? They easily could have won 16 and 0. Everyone thinks this team's on the fence. I
0: think they're I think they're bored with the regular season. I think well, they're going to roll. Any like, team, any team with Brady, don't dump the don't Any team with man.
2: Brady has got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Of He's course. the best. I'd
0: service. rather talk hockey, man. I'm the biggest yeah. Edmonton Oilers fan in Boston. Hey, wait a Listen. second. I got to
2: ask you a question though, too. Yes, okay, sir. so Brady. Yes, if you got Brady as your quarterback and he's as good as he is, do you find a receiver who's the fastest receiver ever or do you want big and strong playing with him? Like, are they going to have to go through their minor league system to find the fastest guy they have? Is that what you're looking for for Brady? It's
0: kind of funny you say that. That's analogous with my my take on McDavid. Who do you put on that wing with him? Is that what you were saying, Rob? That's,
2: That's what I was talking about, yes. You
0: are good. That was – wow. I'm impressed. All right, let me – let's get on point. You ready, guys? Here yep. we go. Go
1: ahead.
0: I have a trivia. Trivia question. Sir, I don't even know your name and forgive me, I'm sorry. I should know your first name. I, I only know you guys from radio. What what is your first name, sir? The host of the show? Reed. Reed, okay. Scott. My name's Scott. I have a trivia question and then a take on the Edmonton Oilers, where they are right now, which I'm not comfortable with. But here we go. Here's the trivia question. The eighty seven Canada Cup, widely considered the best hockey ever played, ever witnessed, ever watched, most entertaining of all time, against Russia. Canada versus Russia. Yep. All three games ended six to five. Yep, that's a fact. Yep. Two one over. Two in overtime. One not overtime. Wayne Gretzky, which is why I'm an Oilers fan still, because I fell in love with him when I was three years old out oh here. Which game, and don't Google it, don't go on the internet, nope. don't cheat.
2: We don't have, we don't have Google well, up yes, here. I,
0: I'll be quick, I'll be quick, I'll be quick. I'll, just give me a 30-second warning so I have 30 seconds, please. That's what I tell the Boston guys when I'm on the radio. Which game, uh, let me w- w- rephrase. What was his highest point total in one of those six-to-five games? Was, so we all know Edmonton won two out of three, six-to-five. What hockey, by the way. Think about that. Yeah, Six-to-five, awesome. six-to-five, six-to-five, all three yeah. games. So you want to
1: know what Gretzky's the most well, what points Gretzky's he
0: had in one game? was Gretzky's highest point total? I
1: think he had a five-point game in the second well, game. Wrong. Wrong.
0: I stumped you. Do I want a ticket to Edmonton to see the Oilers play? Yeah, How absolutely.
1: Wait by the mailbox. We are
2: sending it right now. Do you
0: want the answer to the question? Do yes. you want the answer? Yes. One game, this is a fact, I'm not blowing smoke here. Six assists in a six to five win. It, that gives me goosebumps to say that.
1: Think no, about that. I think that. that would have been game. I think it was the second game that they won in overtime. Yeah,
0: yep. Well. Yeah. 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 The, well, the third game. We all know that dropped off the Mario Lemieux he put under the crossbar, which was unbelievable. Imagine that, Wayne Gretzky. I hope you're listening, Wayne. If you are, I know he's pre- is he president of the Oilers. I believe he is. I,
2: I'm pretty sure he tunes into all our shows. He wants to all see. All right, what's Wayne. Going on. If
0: you're listening, you're the other reason I <laughs> love and played hockey, man, six assists in a six to five win. That's a fact. Look it up. All right, let's get on the current Edmonton Oilers. 30 seconds. Are are I on still? You're still on. I'll give give you a minute,
1: Scott. Go ahead.
0: How long do I got? One minute. Oh, that's like a a million years. Easy. Okay. I'm going to give you guys – by the way, hello to Western Canada. Boston, we love hockey here too, you know. One of these days I'm going to get out to Edmonton and see a game in person, although I missed the Northlands Coliseum. But here we go. Um, This is tough love. This team is flirting with 500, which is unacceptable to me. Now, ready? Here we go. Ready for this line? This is what you call tough love. I don't like Peter Chiarelli. I didn't like him here in Boston. I don't like him in Edmonton. I think he's soft. Secondly, Milan Lucic, I hope you're driving home in your $80,000 Cadillac. You suck, okay? You're just wrapping up your money, and you're done. Now, I know they can't get out of your contract, Milan, but you know what? Bench him anyway. If I was coach of that team or president or GM, I'd be going to Bakersfield and say, could somebody please send me some kids who love the game and are hungry? Because Milan Lucic is full. He's not hungry. He stinks. And I've had, tonight, one shot on goal. How much do they pay him a year? How much does he pay this kid a year? Six. Six million dollars for one shot on goal. What a disgrace. Milan, you should be ashamed of yourself. Go back to the Giants, the the Edmonton Giants. you know the the Vancouver you know Giants. I mean. <laughs> yeah, go back to the Vancouver Giants, Milan. Scott. It's disgusting.
2: Scott, thank we're gonna go read for the again, time.
0: right buddy? Hey, keep me on hold because so I can listen
1: to the show. Okay. Put me back on hold so Thanks, I can Scott. listen.
2: See ya. Put me. Seriously, I want to know what his phone bill is each month. If he has yeah, he'll, stay he'll just
1: he's staying on hold to listen to the show. That's funny. Good on him. He's
2: passionate. That's cool. You know who he likes everybody but Milan. Yes. Well, and Shirelli. Yeah, I'm just thinking about players, though. Oh yeah, true. Actually, but in his and when well, he talks, he, he didn't talk about any other. Players. <laughs> well, I'm just guessing. Uh, well, Milan, though, under Ken Hitchcock, he is usually in the bottom three for ice time each night. That's true. And again, he is tonight. Hitch, Hitch uses um. Uh, uh, in a way that he can get try to get the most out of him. But he, he gets less ice time with Ken
1: Hitchcock than he did under Todd McClellan. Yeah, though I, I did think this was a a, a better game oh, for way better. Luchich than, than a lot recently, and that's mm-hmm. our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. For nothing, the Oilers knock off the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Lowry, is that this name, Patrick? Am I saying your name right? Lowry, sorry, Lowry, go ahead.
5: I live in Vegaville,
1: Alberta. Okay. And
5: I'm glad uh, Mr.
1: Brown uh, We're just we're just gonna. Uh, can you just check that connection, Patrick? Because that's coming through. Uh little quiet for us there so we want to make sure we get laurie on the air in the meantime we will check the advantage trailer rentals out of town scoreboard with daily weekly monthly and rent to own options head to advantage trailer rentals.com nfl playoffs: chicago with a double doink missed field goal in the final 10 seconds philly wins 16 15 over the bears
2: you know what i i was cheering for philly but i absolutely uh hurt inside for that Poor kicker for the Chicago Bears. I do not believe he will be a Chicago Bear next season. Poor kid.
1: The other game, Chargers over Baltimore 23-17. The Oil Kings lost 5-2 to Lethbridge today. NHL action, Golden Knights over the Devils 3-2. Coyotes pound the Rangers 5-0. Carolina edging Ottawa 5-4. Jets down the Stars 5-1. Capitals win 3-2 in Detroit. Blackhawks over the Penguins 5-3 come from behind win there for the Hawks. And of course, right here on 630 Ched, it was uh, the Oilers over the Ducks for nothing. All right, Laurie, let's try again. We just had a little trouble hearing you there, but go ahead.
5: Okay. Edmonton played good tonight.
1: Yep, played a lot better than yesterday.
5: I think we might have a chance to go to the final.
1: Okay. Well, Playoffs first, but <laughs> well, yeah,
2: get playoff positioning first. Let, let's see if we can string together uh, a couple wins in a row. You know, it's funny about stats. The Oilers coming into tonight's game, one win in eight, but now going into San Jose, they're two wins in three, which yeah. sounds a lot better than one win in eight. So. Uh, if they, and Hitch talked about it, a uh, 500 road trip is a good road trip. That's, that's what you shoot for. The Oilers have now guaranteed themselves that. If they go into San Jose and, and get a win in San Jose, and that's a tall order, but yep. if they go in there and they come out three out of four on this road trip with a big uh, statement win in, in San Jose, that goes a long way forward because you and I have talked about it. January's schedule doesn't have a lot of beasts in it. There's a lot of very winnable games against teams that are behind them in the standings. So you you get a win in San Jose. You come home 3-1 and on this road trip. That sets yourself up. And the other thing that we always talk about, and teams do it, they always have deadlines or they have segments. It was up, okay, we're going to do this until Halloween. This is going to be until the Christmas break. Right now they've got a break, a big long break for the All-Star game in their mandated NHLPA break coming up. They've got a. If they have a winning record and are in a playoff spot or within, as you said it, four points of a playoff spot, that sets them up very well for the remainder of the year. And the way they're schedule is up until that point they have a very good chance of being in a playoff spot by that point if they win the games that they should win against teams below them in the standings.
1: For nothing, the Oilers win it tonight over the Anaheim Ducks. You will hear from Zach Cassian when we get back. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on 630 Chat. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction.
0: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. Six dirty chair.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. Final score in Anaheim, Edmonton 4, Ducks nothing. Talbot a 39 save shutout. Three goals in the first period for the Oilers. McDavid, Poolyarvi, and then Brodziak shorthanded. Dreisaitl scored in the second period. Two assists for Nugent Hopkins, two assists for Caleb Jones. The Oilers nudged their record to twenty nineteen and 3 on the season. Face-off trivia, Omar is the winner. Which Anaheim Duck was born in the Netherlands?
2: Um... Daniel Sprong. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> you know what? You actually might have been able to give me his initials, too. He's the guy that came over from Pittsburgh, isn't
1: he? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. All right, 7804960063. We have Michael on the line. Hey, Michael. Hey, guys. How
8: are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Good. Uh, just one quick comment. Uh, what do you guys think of starting? Well, I know Const, uh, Constantine is not the greatest right now. He's struggling. But what do you think of him? Starting the home games and starting the away game, do we have a better record? That's because an interesting,
2: yeah, that's the, an interesting question. The, the problem with that is when you go on a road trip, like the Oilers have been gone for what is it, six days or seven days? So a guy could go ten days between games. If he's only playing the home games, he plays before the home the road trip, not till again when they get back. It's just too long. Uh, and then if you're doing it that way too, what if Koskinen plays the first home game and doesn't have a good game? You can't really go back to him the next game. So I think the way you play it right now, you play well, you stay in, unless it's a back-to-back game. And right now, because Talbot had a great game today, to me it's an automatic. He goes in against San Jose on Tuesday. And then after San Jose's game, you decide again. I don't think you put anything in pay, in writing right now. If you play well, you stay in. You have a, a, a blip in your, your your game that night. You are going to go to the other guy, so both you guys got to be ready.
1: Yeah. I, I understand why you're asking, Michael, because I'm sure you know Koskinen was at one point seven and zero at home with a goals against average under one and three shutouts. So it looked like you just kept putting him in there at Rogers Place. But but Hitch said too with this back to back, the the plan for this weekend was always to yep. split the goaltending anyway.
2: Well, back to back, if you got two good goaltenders, that's what you want to do and and keep them both fresh that way.
1: Yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay, see you, Michael. Thanks for calling. We will uh, get to Darren in a second, but right now let's go back to Anaheim as the Oilers win 4 nothing. Here's Zach Cassian. It was a gutsy win from us today. Obviously, they had some good looks, but
3: Talbot was was, was our best player, uh, hands down. But um, we stuck with it. Uh, we buried on our chances, and that was a good uh, good bounce-back game for us. I Just maybe talk a little bit more of Cam Talbot, I know in the first few minutes, they had five, six, seven shots, and uh, he kind of really kept the team in the game early. Yeah, he was really good for us tonight. He was, uh, like I said, by far our best player. It's good to see. Obviously, he's been uh, working his butt off in practice with our goalie coach, and um, it's nice to finally see Uh, see results with him for sure. Uh, Maybe just talk about the contributions throughout the lineup. It looked like a lot of guys maybe got on the score sheet a couple of multi-point nights from guys that usually haven't had them this season. Just maybe talk about that. Yeah, well that's what we talked about. We need that down the stretch. We can't uh, lean on our our best players to to get the points every night. Uh, We need it throughout our lineup and tonight was a great example of that.
1: So, Cassian, most of the night on McDavid's line with Kara on the other wing. He plays 17 and a half minutes, had five shots on goal. I mean, look, the lines are, are going to move around. But what I, I liked about the Oilers tonight, Robin, and, and you and I commented that if, if your name wasn't McDavid, Dry or Nugent Hopkins, they committed to playing straight line hockey or zone to zone hockey. Okay, can't make a pass, just. Get it into the next zone and chase it. And,
2: and that's hitch hockey. Hitch, hitch when he when I played from. If you were skilled, you could you could try a guy one on one. If your name wasn't so and so, get the puck in and forecheck. And what I really liked about Cassian, Here's a great difference between Cassian and 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 Lucic tonight. On the McDavid goal, Cassian got the puck in the corner on one side of the net and he went right around the net and took it as fast as he could to the net and tried stuffing it. He does, didn't score, but the rebound bounces out to McDavid who gets two wacks, it's a goal. But when there was a turnover, he attacked the net. Later in the same period, Milan Lucic, same thing, Gets steals the puck behind the net and he instead of taking the puck directly to the net, he took the puck wide into the corner, took it to the outside and tried making a play that way. You are a big, strong, physical man. Take the puck to the net. You're not always going to score from behind the net. Most times you won't, but you create chances. You create rebounds. You create scoring chances. You're now fighting for the puck in the blue paint instead of when Milan took it to the boards. Now you're fighting for the puck by the hash marks. So great play by Cassian turned into a goal. Milan can take a lesson from that.
1: All right, we have Darren on the line. Hey, Darren, go ahead. Hey, how are you guys? Pretty good.
9: Hey, um, just listening. Uh, you had the New England Patriots down there or whatever. <laughs> breaking down his uh, <laughs> whatever he's breaking down. I love Gretz, so you know he started coming back in 1987 and all this crap, or whatever. Right? It's all good because Gretz, of course, I love him. But you know what? Three comments. That's one. The first, second is the Stoffer, Bob Stoffer, Bob Stoffer. So anyway, uh, Brownie comes on and Bob Stoffer says, you know, Brown, listen, Stoffer, Stoffer, don't know anything man seriously so anyway my third point is this i can only break down what i can break down because i'm listening to you guys i don't agree with three quarters of what you're saying is put me on your show my name is darren you got my number put me on your show we'll hash it out but anyway i love listening to your show but anyway okay what's 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 one thing
1: you disagree with you're on right now so oh, tell I, us disagree i think i can it, it goes
9: on and on but i i talk deeper my well, number one thing is defense. I even brought up last night when I called you about nurse at the ten minute mark at
2: three minutes there was a, a in the It was a two day, on it one. There was a minutes. two but, on one.
9: No, 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 you're asking
2: me. Yeah, I'm no, talking. but I'm, t- I'm telling the play you're talking about. It was a two on one, correct? I don't know what no, I don't think it was a two th- yeah, well it might have been. Was you, that where they just, scored? Yeah. Yeah, that Did was a two on one. Yeah. It was a two on one where they He looked it. like a he looked like a joke. Yeah, but it was a two-on-one. Brown passed it no, to Copertano. No, 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 no. It wasn't a two-on-one. It's the way Nurse played it. But... When you're a
9: defenseman, Rob, you're a defenseman, but when you're a I was a defenseman, defenseman through, to, I was a
2: defenseman for two years as a junior. I, I was a defenseman my whole fine. life.
9: Who, and, and who'd you go play with in Pittsburgh? Lemieux? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. What does that that's, have to do with playing difference. defense? Listen, Rob, you could play today... With Connor McDavid and get
2: 20 goals. Okay, but the the, the play it was it was a two on one though it was a two on one Brown pass. It's a two on one. I'm not sure. It's just the way it's just the way Nurse played it. His defense is terrible. Who's better than Nurse on the team defensively? Better? Yep. You got Russell. You got Clevland. Yep. Tkare. Well, no, he can't say Sacker. He hasn't been played in well, two whatever, years. whatever.
9: Whatever. Sakura. Okay. sakura. He, hey, listen, listen. listen. Let's, let's not sit here and try and, you know what? I think they should just take that defense. They need a whole new core. Because,
1: All you right. know what? They're, they're heavy on offense. Because we got to run there.
9: David, listen, listen, listen.
1: Oh, Rob. we got to run. We're wrapping her up. Oilers went 4 nothing over the Ducks. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This has been Canadian Brew House. Overtime open line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports
0: with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.